Hi, Spring fans. Welcome to a beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Spring Developer Advocate Josh Long, and this show is all about the real heroes behind Spring and its ecosystem. Welcome to another installment of a beautiful podcast. How are you this fine October 19th, 2023? Cannot believe it. We're almost in November. Uh, time is sure flying. As uh, soon as you know it, we'll be in 2024. It's just weird to think about. Uh, friends, I'm in Chicago Airport, uh, about to make my way to the plane where I'm going to go to uh, Salt Lake City, and I'll be speaking at the Java User Group there tonight. That's going to be fun. If you're in the region, of course, please come out and say hi. I just, as I'm recording this, I swear I just got in, I just got a notification telling me it's time to check in for my flight to San Francisco tomorrow. Uh, so I guess I know when I'm going to be leaving. Um, yeah, it's been a whole week. I, I just spent several days in Montreal, Canada. Uh, talking to the community there. That was a lot of fun. And uh, then on Saturday, I fly to Portugal for Porto Tech Hub. So if you're in Portugal, uh, say hi. You know, come out and say hi. It'll be fun. That's next week, next Friday, I think. Um, and I'm going to be seeing if I can make a stop in Lisbon. Uh, so if you're around there and want to you know, grab uh, some, some coffee, let me know. That'd be good. Um, friends, it's just been a wonderful day. Did you see that Oracle released a new uh, extension for Visual Studio Code um, for Java support? So there's already there's already the excellent Red Hat uh, plugin uh, for Java, uh, and so this sort of competes with that. But this seems to be a little bit more holistic a an offering. Basically, it it is a uh, it's just uh, the support. I guess it's extracted from NetBeans, and so that work now lives on as an integrated uh, editing experience uh, for Visual Studio Code. Uh, both the Red Hat one, you know, the Red Hat one was a good start, but there's a bunch of other things that were required uh, to make it a, a, sort of a working full experience, right? You have to install a bunch of plugins. As far as I understand it, this one just does everything. And it seems to work pretty good. I, I, I only cursorily uh, took a look at it, but it seems nice. It's, uh, it's open source, which is, I think, very important as well. Um, there's a kind of a disturbing trend at the moment um, in that you got to remember Visual Studio Code is an open source project, but the distribution that most people use is a proprietary bundle of the open source project. And so, um, you know, it has telemetry, it has all this other stuff that's designed to make it easy for Microsoft to monetize it. That's the whole uh, thing, right? And um, uh, there's also a bunch of really good tools there, uh, but these are not open source. A lot of the, a lot of the default experiences are not open source. Uh, and so, like for example, I think the Python one is is Microsoft's uh, non-open source Visual Studio Code plugin. Uh, so you know, it's just kind of a lot of the things that are d default in this open source IDE are not actually open source. Uh, it's just kind of interesting to see a big company. I can't believe I'm saying this. Oracle of all of all companies sort of bucking the trend. And again, there's nothing wrong with uh, not being open source. It's just kind of interesting to hear this, to, to think about like this thing that we've all sort of come to appreciate for being free and open source. Uh, it's actually not really that, you know? Uh, and then <laughs> again, countering my expectations, uh, I confess I, I shouldn't have this bias, but I did. Um, now we've got Oracle and they're actually making something that's actually open source. It's just a really interesting turn. Uh, and and then of course there is the Red Hat one, which is also open source. So that's nice. You know, the Java in the Java community we have very good open source ethos and very good open source tools. 
we are spoiled for choice, which is great. Yeah. So yeah, try it out. I, I just tried it out. It's uh, yeah, like I said, it works great. I actually I went I went and disabled a bunch of the other stuff. So you know, I had the Red Hat extensions pack, and I disabled all that. And there's a few things I noticed that don't like. For example, the Spring Boot support doesn't work at the moment. I don't think with uh, the new Java platform support, or maybe it does, but I, I couldn't figure it out. I'll try again later. Um, yeah, it's just kind of interesting. Very very interesting stuff. Uh, what else, friends? Um, I am excited about today's guest. Today's guest is uh, VMware uh, uh, Vice President Betty Junod. Um, and uh, I interviewed her at uh, VMware, VMware Explorer slash Spring One uh, in Singapore. That, this just happened a few weeks ago, right? Um, two or three weeks ago. I don't know, a month. It's been a minute at least now. Uh, and um, I also call that event Spring Report. So that was a, that was a lot of fun. Uh, so anyway, it was just really good to, to talk to her. She's uh, obviously got a perspective on what we're doing at the big old uh, VMware Ranch that uh, very few can offer uh, and uh, uh, very few can even understand or keep in their heads. And, and yet she uh, able to does all that. It was just really great to sit down and learn from her. I learned a lot, as always. And my friends, I hope you do as well. Thank you for, I know, so I, uh, I don't know anybody who's more at the heart of everything that's going around, going on around us than you. So thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it. Oh my it. gosh, of course. Like, can you tell people, first of all, who you are? Um, I mean, I put it in the description. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. So hello everyone. Uh, Betty Janad and I oh work at God. VMware. I've been mispronouncing it this whole time. No, 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 no. Well, technically, so my, oh my technically. The name comes from um, it's French Swiss origin, so, but but but, our, but the families have been in the in the U.S. for a number of generations, so now we've Americanized it. Oh, so so wait, which one is the Americanized version? Junod. Junod. Okay, yeah. so Junod is. If wrong. He's, so, That's many so many generations ago, it would have been Juno, but you know we're American, we don't. I screwed up our name. Was name? I screwed you up. You didn't. No, no, no. Giant we are a melting pot of so many different cultures. Like there's so many names. It's all right. It's I thought yours good. was like, there's, it's like a grab, like a grab no, bag it's name. Great. It's just freebie, but I got that one wrong. I'm not, I'm not. No, no, no. You're, I'm not going to bother with names Josh, anymore. Josh, person one and two. Okay, so <laughs> you're Betty. fine. So yes, hi, hi everyone. I'm Betty. Um, I work at VMware with Josh, um, uh -huh. and I have the entire marketing organization inside of VMware as uh, modern apps and management. So that's um, the entire Tanzu and Spring portfolio of things. So. We've got um, Josh and all the other developer advocates looking right. after Spring and Kubernetes stuff, um, as well as um, product and technical marketing on um, our application platforms, um, as well as our management products. It's like, yeah. and you said with, but I think the, like, I don't know if people can appreciate it. You're like my boss's 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 <laughs> boss. Like you're like 10 levels above the totem pole. So no, when no, no. You, it's, it's, you're, Organization is enormous, and uh, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. I really appreciate you taking time to sit down with me uh, for this. Um, and we're at VMware Explorer. Singapore. Singapore. Yes. Which is wow, just what a crazy event. How many, can you tell us about 
I mean, the numbers, are we allowed to say anything like that? It's yeah, I think we are. Cause, more uh... than zero, less than a billion. <laughs> Yes, somewhere on that spectrum is the yeah. number of attendees here. Yeah. Um, but this is the second explorer for this year, this fall, part of our season. You know, we've got a few more. Um, but I think the team here um, planned, we have like 3,000 people that have come by <laughs> across this two-day event. Um, and, you know, the part that I'm really excited about um, is that, you know, this is our first time bringing Spring One back in person, you know, since the pandemic. Yeah. And, post, um, you know, Pivotal becoming a part of VMware. Yeah. Um, and the fact that we've been able to do this both in Vegas yep. and here in Singapore is pretty awesome. Well, and so that's the other thing. I, I, I one can only imagine how exhausted you are because at first we had the one in Vegas. That was just a month. That wasn't even a month. That was like, well, maybe it was <laughs> Is that it? It was yeah, only a month ago? Oh, and my goodness. A million years ago, it feels like. But it was yeah. like August, wasn't it? Probably yeah, August. yeah, end of August. Yeah. So and you're right. Yeah. It is like a month ago. Oh, and, my gosh. And now we're here in uh, Singapore, and you've uh, another, you know, not quite as ambitious or quite as at scale as the one in Vegas. Different size, but still, yeah, lots of, yeah, lots of work, right? Because multiple days well, and tracks and sessions, lots of speakers. Yeah. And uh, and then the keynotes. So I've been uh, a tiny little cog in the in the machine for these keynotes, and that even that was just humbling. We sat down on that stage today, took the team selfie, and it's like, you see like so many people, oh all the people that make it happen, right? Yeah. I know. I know. It's amazing. Just, oh, wow. Yeah. How we had to like scrunch in just to fit in the photo. Literally. Yeah. yeah. There's somebody running around like pushing us with tongs, like trying to get us to, you know, yeah. compress. Every oh. little detail is like somebody's taking care of it. It's kind of, it's, it's a lot of the magic, right? It will. And I think that people appreciate it. I think yes. the people I've talked to have just been buzzing with excitement, obviously. And, uh, you know, me, I don't tell my bosses, 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 boss, but I don't know what everything, I don't know everything that VMware does. I know the tons of stuff pretty well, you know, obviously, but I like some of the stuff I just like, oh, that's pretty cool. I'm learning stuff. I'm talking to people. It's a big organization, right? There's Huge. lots of product, 20, 26 year history oh of tech, right? There's yeah. so much, so much being built at VMware. Oh, that's a good point. 26 years. Did we, is that a birthday recently? That's this year. I mean, yeah, well, yeah 26 years. Wow. Okay. So tell, like, what's the, from a, I have the myopic Tanzu perspective, whereas you've got this sort of big brain, big universe world. Tanzu is my number one priority. Yeah, well, <laughs> my two, but it's also my only priority. Yeah. You know, I I can afford that luxury. So, what is what is, what's going on out there? What's the big story? What should people know if there's like a TLDR for the, the show? I mean, TLDR for the show. You know, every every company, every conference is talking about AI, right? Um, but I think oh, that old thing. That old thing. Yeah. <laughs> I know the current flavor, um, but. The big thing about it is, um, I think the announcements that we made, um, what called for private AI, um, really kind of brings together like the what VMware has done really well, right on the you know yeah. infrastructure and data center side, on prem, on prem side, um, uh, and being able to extend that to um, to AI um, and how people can take advantage of that in their organization. Because, I mean, you've seen the thing stuff yeah. like. Uh, ChatGPT, all those things are great, but the companies are really kind of freaked out about somebody just uploading code into some public, you yeah, know, yeah. thing. And then what do you do? Like, because then that's like, there were there's been articles about um, different companies like kind of having that happen, you know. And it's all about how can we help them have more choices, like well, where they want to have that stuff run. That's really sensible, and I'm glad we're already on that. That's mm -hmm. a, that was quick, yeah, really quick. But uh, and yeah, you're right. I, you, even with the like everybody knows ChatGPT. I think a lot of people probably know things like Dolly and Midjourney, mm -hmm. but even they've had issues where people are like, "Hey, you're you 
obviously looked at my image before. Yeah. And that got fed into this model and totally. people are upset about it. Like it, that shouldn't have been there in the first place or whatever, you know. I think uh, it's raising, I mean, we can just riff on this one a little bit, but because um, it's such an interesting topic, but I think it raises some really interesting questions about, you know, think about any, any creator, yeah. right? Like um, if you put something out there on the internet, can it just be scraped and sucked into some public LLM model? Like, and then what, right? Yeah. How do you prove where it came from? How do I know, like, you know, this happened or that happened? Um, I, they have those watermarks. I wonder if that's like, because the AI is smart enough to yeah. probably remove that now, you know? I guess. You know what's an interesting thing um, is, and this happened at Explore US, is that um, simple things like, you know, we don't want to, pub we, without people's consent, we don't want to publish photos of them, of their faces. Um, online because now if it's just public, it can just be sucked up and now oh, you don't have, wow. so, you know, there's, you know, you think about the impact on that on like just our social media stuff, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's a, it's a whole, like whole new world of like, what does this mean? What does oh, this mean gosh. for like your face, the words you say? Well, that yeah. the GDPR is looking mighty sensible right about now, right? Like all that stuff around data privacy that seemed a little draconian five, mm -hmm. six years ago. Yeah. Now when the machines are like, like you, you heard there's a that was even at the heart of the uh, writers and actors strike yeah. going on in Hollywood, right? They don't want their likeness being used for virtual actors. Yep. You know, and it's just like, well, this is a weird tech tussle to have. I didn't expect. I didn't. If you had told me this would be on the bingo card for 2023, there's just no way I would have seen it coming. But I know it's just going so fast too. So then it's like uh, you almost can't keep up with it right. to understand what's going on. Um, and for anybody who writes software, it's like, uh, how do you know when you asked ChatGPT or whatever um, uh, for some like code snippets, like where it came from? Like, are you using someone's IP? Is it just all open source code that's up there? I hope it's. I mean, but I, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, how yeah. do you know? Where do you know? How do you know how you made your soup? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not to mention, and actually, that's a good point. Like, uh, I mean, on the other hand, having software where with your consent they can look at your they can log into your private Git yeah. repositories and all that and then inform what you type totally that would be great but again yeah. i wanted to, i want to have a machine rate around that and I, you know that yeah. that's technology totally uh, being wielded something like that so i guess that's part of the yeah not that specifically but that idea of yeah i think it, uh, it and i think it like this is why not that i'm like everything needs to be on prem or whatever but it's that that's idea of like the ability to have that private AI. So like I can create a data, I can have my very specific data set mm -hmm. um, and then be able to run um, the models against that is where it gets interesting. I think it puts a bigger um, onus on the creators to be better about like the source material. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like if, if you write really great or um, uh, detailed and initial set of documentation, you can then use something like that generative AI to then help you make more things out of it. But oh my imagine if you have, but you can't be sloppy on your documentation now, right? Cause then it's gonna make, Gen AI is gonna make, yeah, make sloppy kind of tutorials from it. Sloppy in, sloppy out, yeah. You know what I mean? Wow. I, yeah, these are some like the, the the random thoughts, like just before you go to sleep, I'm like, oh. oh. <laughs> that'll break my day. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so that's, so AI is everywhere and we talked about it. Mm -hmm. Actually, we did the, the the good Dr. Pollock. He did mm -hmm. that spring AI workshop. Yeah, that was insanely popular back in Vegas, uh, oh, less than a month ago. Mm -hmm. I think the 
it was like booked, fully booked, right? Oversold. Did they? I think they tried to run it again too. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it was just, it was just really, really popular. And it's a project that you know, like, you know, there's nobody better to helm that project than Dr. Pollock. Obviously, he's got a background in all this kind of data-centric stuff, and it was just very, very fascinating. Yeah. To see the appetite for that, and okay, so AI, that's huge. I noticed that, and uh, obviously, uh, I've seen other attempts at like integrating AI and virtualization and infrastructure before, because mm -hmm. you've got so many moving parts in, a, in your typical IT organization, yep. having that extra help can be very useful. Totally. Um, what else? I mean, I... Um, well, yeah, so that side. Um, and I think there's there's a lot of work on um, just the core infrastructure, right? Yeah. So that GPU and DPU um, enabled um, so that you can you know, run those workloads. There's... Going back to AI. You exactly. Want GPUs in there. Yeah. yeah okay. And then our stuff, right? Yes. Um, so much awesome goodness coming out in the next spring release. Uh, yeah. Lots of stuff on Tanzu. Um, well, and there's also that, so Pranima, who, mm -hmm. who is another, is she a vice president or president? She's or? the general manager. So she's the boss of our entire um, group. Oh, okay. So mm -hmm. she's, uh, she also hit, she had a, a segment in our keynote this morning mm -hmm. and also in Vegas. Yep. They're talking about the, first of all, the growth Mm -hmm. uh, of spring, which is, uh, I forgot the numbers, like 50% year over For year. For five years. Five years, five years running. That's amazing. That go, is amazing. Go community. Yeah. But then also she talked about, um, she talked about, it was very, it was sort of like, yeah, rah, rah, spring. Mm -hmm. But also, and I love this about our our team, it, it was tempered with, but you got to think about production. Totally. These things need to be, they're two sides of the same coin. If you don't do one, <clears> you can't have the other, right? And yeah. it very quickly turned into, look, we've got you yeah uh sorted here we've got exactly. the best destinations for your your runtime your for your code the best platforms to take that from you know once you're ready from the developer's desktop to all the other things yeah. right, that you need to get it out to production amazing yeah. so like uh we talked about so I, today we saw um well we have i mean the, the thing that we've got the tons application platform platform which mm -hmm. is cloud foundry plus plus uh no sorry that's Tons of application service, service which yeah. Is Cloud plus plus. And we've then TAP is mm -hmm. Kubernetes plus plus. Yep. Uh, and then we've got the Azure Spring Apps, Apps Enterprise. Yes. ASAE, which is. Uh, it's like TAP on Azure plus a bunch of other Azure goodness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, I, I don't know. What, what's the story there? What, what are we telling people to choose which and when? I think it really just depends on, um, you know, it may seem like, wow, why do you, why do you all have three? Right. Yeah. Um, but my question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but then also, like, we've even seen it with some of our customers where they are looking at two of them at the nice. same time. And the you know what it is? Because applicate each team, right? The yeah. app teams, they may have a different set of needs. So, yeah. you know, we've got like you know, loads of folks that are using Taz yeah. um, because they're PCF customers from back in the day. They love it, and it's great for certain types of apps. The old Pivotal Cloud Foundry. Yes, PCF Pivotal thing, Cloud yeah. Foundry. And then there's, um, and now uh, a lot of people are looking for platforms that are Kubernetes-based, right? And yeah, so then it's like becomes a tap conversation or, you know, if they're using AKS, EKS, then, um, you know, like if they're using AKS, like, and they're um, an Azure shop, then ASAE becomes a great option. Yeah. The thing with... The, the ASAE is like, hey, I don't have a big ops team or a plat right. platform engineering team, and I don't want to, I can't, you know, I don't have the time and effort to deal with that. Give me something turnkey. Totally, maybe. like fully fully managed and hosted in the cloud. But like, that's the whole point, right, of those cloud services. So we've seen in some customers where they're like, oh, this one team, this team, if you're a build it and run it type of group, mm -hmm. they can do tap. 
they yeah. want to have some more control of stuff. Right. This other team is like just all devs. So they want to do ASA. And we're like, amazing, we can support both. And with all three of these things, <clears throat> obviously, if you want to run Azure, <clears throat> we can help you. But with Azure Spring Apps, it's you already can just, there. Exactly. You don't have to yeah. lasso binaries around. It'll just, just push the button. Absolutely. Um, this kind of thing is, I, I, I think the... Uh, the choice is so important today. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we talked about on-prem, and that's one dimension. Obviously, publicly hosted versus on-prem. Mm -hmm. You want the same control plane. You want the same sort of governance. You want the same yep. sort of billing model and the metering, all that kind of stuff. Is Same developer experience, yes. regardless, no matter where it's deployed, right? Well, that's the other thing. I noticed that TAS, formerly hitherto PCF, uh, and TAP are sort of, and, and, and Azure Spring Apps, they're sharing more and more of the same mm -hmm. bits, you know? Yeah. The difference, there's a difference, obviously, and there's ergonomics around it, but it's getting more and more unified for certain key parts. So you're really well served no matter where you land, I think. Absolutely. Like, uh, we've got backstage stuff coming in, um, uh, um, TAS. Yeah. Um, and then you saw all the IDE integrations in um, so that they can have, like, that same kind of catalog type of um, experience in the IDE, but then it can deploy to ASAE. Mm -hmm. So this whole idea that, like, because, you know, developers are like, I don't want to worry about infrastructure. Right. I want to spend the time on the good stuff, right? I want to build something. I want to, you know, add more features. I want to write software. I feel uh. seen. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm woefully out of my depth. Which, actually, speaking of, yes. the one thing that made it made it so that I felt a little comfortable, I mean, I, I used to, okay, I'm not proud, but I used to administer my, you know, 20 years ago, I was the guy that went to a data center and I did a lot of that stuff as well as write code, right? Mm -hmm. um, and increasingly, it's just become the, the the complexity of the app has gotten, you know, you can do more with less. The Lego bricks are more powerful, mm -hmm. more potent, obviously with Spring and Spring Boot and so on. But also the infrastructure demands have gotten, some, you know, they're more powerful as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's just very easy to get involved or mired in the app side. And I've kind of stuck to that yeah, statement. That. Yeah. And, the, and that was like 10 years. And then something really important happened, right? There's this, uh, and it kind of happened around the same time. I think one enabled the other, Docker. Mm -hmm. And then obviously on Pivotal side, at the, in the old days, we had this company called Pivotal and uh, it was like sort of uh, platform as a service, you know, these mm -hmm. were- uh, Yeah, we all kind of came up around that same time. Right, so that's what I was gonna say. I, I think I did the, the Pivotal- The platform side, yeah. Rodeo and you, I was at Docker. You were at Docker, which is, what was that like? That must have been like, talk about one of the most important, uh, you know, I don't know, what's the, how do you say, I don't know, one of the most important companies in the history of computing, right, obviously. Um, it was, now it and was ever. a wild ride. So I had just recently left VMware after eight years. So okay. I was deep in infrastructure, right? Yeah. Virtualization, all that stuff. And then um, by happenstance, I got introduced to the Docker team. And then um, I, I think they were they were just shy of 100 people when I joined. And I was there to, for like four and a half years. So long oh, time, like um, wow. joined in like 2014. So it was pretty early. Yeah. Um, it was amazing to see like the pool. Yeah. Um, and we had focused. I mean, the thing was, it's like we were solving some very specific problems for the developer. Right. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, um, and to see that, I think that was also kind of where this, it was a very strong pivot point um, for open source. Yeah, yeah. The CNCF started um, maybe a year or two after I joined yeah. Docker. So, I mean, this whole, like, that whole ecosystem. The idea of the CNCF not being there, because it just seemed. I know, intense. but even now, when you think about it now, you're yeah. like, that was almost 10 years ago. Yeah, exactly. What the? I know, it's crazy. Um, 
it was uh it was a life-changing um, point for me yeah. um it was when i saw like when you could really see what do you the whole like idea of like what is a developer experience what are they fighting with right. and really my big statement is from that is like developers don't care about infrastructure until yeah. it doesn't work right <laughs> yeah because it's just hearing everyday stories of people um talking about how it takes them weeks and weeks and weeks to set up their even their local environment right because of like you know dependency problems blah 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 and how docker made them like not have to worry about that anymore yeah, and docker compose after right oh like, yeah yeah docker first but then docker compose in particular totally just... like multi-container app yeah. yeah um and then and then you know the story kind of the ecosystem grew and the story played out mm -hmm. and um, it's great to see Docker where they are today because they're thriving, crushing it, crushing it on, and they focused on like the front end, the end of the DevX um, with the local experience. Yeah. And then um, great, they have great partnerships now with cloud providers, and you know you can deploy it to any because we know Kubernetes is like kind of um, de facto on the infra side now. Sure, sure. So I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, what? I imagine I can only imagine. Obviously, I've, the tribes of Docker are everywhere in Silicon Valley. You can see. They're everywhere in the world, of course, but I mean, especially in Silicon Valley, you just bump into these people. They're like, they could tell you stories, you know? Yeah. Um, it was fun to come uh, back to VMware and yeah. then work on, and then come into the Tanzu team to uh, meet like James Waters. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And so meet guy. all these like folks from Pivotal who I would say like way back when we were all coming up, we were kind of like all competing. Yeah, right. For like a the there was like the yeah. Kubernetes crew, there was the Docker crew, there was Cloud the, Foundry. Yeah, and the Cloud Foundry Pivotal crew. So, but at VMware is was the place that um, in recent years where like we had all three in one place. <laughs> so that was kind of fun to say like, what yeah. did we learn from those early days of like, you know, that movement, the container movement. Yeah. Yeah. So that and was fun. It is fun. And it actually, it, and the synergy, I hate, I just use that word unironically, help. Um, the synergy. Oh, oh Josh. <laughs> the synergies. Uh, what other, what other uh, corporate buzzword are we going to throw I don't, in I, there? Gotta go. where's the, where's that <laughs> are you allowed to say that? I don't know. Uh, wait, wait, wait. And uh, okay, well, we're getting some questions. Yeah, and people are like, we got we got some questions, and somebody said uh, there's a lot of hellos. Hello, hello, hello <laughs> Betty and Josh. Thanks for bringing such a distinguished guest to your channel. And I'm like, yeah, thank you, Betty. Thanks for coming to the channel. Uh, Thanks for having me. And then somebody, so we just got another great question, which is, can you please share some details on the Kubernetes plus plus and Josh? How it lines with Spring Boot's native image movement. Ah, well, okay. So let me talk a little bit about Kubernetes yeah. plus plus. Yeah. So what we mean by that is when we're looking at um, tons of application platform, like Kubernetes is plumbing, right? Mm -hmm. It's infrastructure plumbing, um, abstraction on top of compute network storage, oftentimes on top of virtualized, like underlying infrastructure. It's so almost always, right? Even yeah. if you don't see it on the cloud, public cloud. Oh my gosh, my favorite is when people say like, we don't want VMs, we're public cloud. I'm like, uh, I'm like, do you think there's no magic elves right, building right. servers for yeah. you in the cloud? Those are VMs. Yeah, come on. Um, anyways, I digress. But Kubernetes plus plus means instead of you oh. getting Kubernetes and then downloading a whole bunch of other projects. Wait, somebody. What? Can you greet them? Who? This one. The... Hello? What do you want me to say? Well, hello? I don't know. Hi. <laughs> we have someone from Korea. Annyeonghaseyo. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's cool. Yeah. We were wondering who would join. We found out. Yeah. Other people in Asia. Cool. Because um, it's convenient time zone wise for us right now. I think so. <laughs> no, everyone back home is sleeping. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sleeping. Um, um, oh, sorry. But plumbing. Uh, yes, plumbing. So, what we're doing with application platform is taking 
taking uh, components. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you look at the CNCF landscape, right, for every category of stuff, yeah. right, like the storage, the networking, whatever, um, there's like, you know, I don't know, like so many options. Yeah. And really, um, the early the early adopters, what that what did they have to do? They picked stuff and they had to glue it together, right? They had carefully to glue carefully together. glue it together. Um, don't breathe on it. And also over. like code their own stuff around it. Oftentimes, mm -hmm. functionality that didn't exist. And then you know you've made your own platform. Yeah. So when we say Kubernetes plus plus, it's like we're doing that work for you. We're taking all these. We're taking a lot of the a lot of open source projects, some mm -hmm. from CNCF, some that are things that we've open sourced ourselves. Yeah, we're doing the integration into the glue. We're doing all the lifecycle management of the pieces, and then we're also building more features on top of it, and then we're shipping that to people to customers as a platform. So that's yeah. what that is. One of my favorite pieces of that is the cartographer. The, mm -hmm. That whole and on 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 my team we have this person. Her name is Cora. Corey Berkeley, she's like a, like a also dame. here in Singapore. Yeah, but also one of the smartest people freaking ever. They're just really, really like legendarily, uh, you know, amazing, smart, and uh, uh, she, she, you know, she the way the, I didn't really understand what it was, but I guess it's this idea of like I want to have a reusable pipeline, basically, mm -hmm. and, and it's like pipeline pipeline orchestration. Yeah, in many ways, yeah, just brilliant. So it's you can use it. It's an open source project, mm -hmm. right? To which I think we contribute. Uh, yes, so it's our project. Right, okay, yeah. yeah. So it's an open source project, but um, the, you don't want to. Let the pipe, let, let the platform do it for you. Like, yep. we, it's integrated in the platform. Right. We pre-build some pipelines, mm -hmm. uh, supply chains out of the box, but then, you know, the best part is it's 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 open so that people can then build their own if they need to. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> which gets us to the next question, which is building uh, images, right? If, you know, if you want to build your own... Hopefully, the only thing you're building when it comes to tap is maybe one supply chain and then set and forget. But then mm -hmm. most of the time, you're going to care about how you build, and that gets you to the Tanzu build service, mm -hmm. which is what? That's KPAC, which is in turn build packs as a service. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and then that gets us to the, the second part of our, his question or the yeah, question. The Spring Boot native. Yeah. So uh, we talk about, you know, we've, this has been one of those at the keynote today, we had. Jurgen and uh, obviously the segment that Dr. Sai and I did, mm -hmm. and also Cora's. There's just been all these incredible opportunities for building apps that are more and more impressively small, efficient, efficient. and scalable. Yep. Um, so we have a uh, project CRAC, C R A C, which is the coordinated restore at checkpoint. We have, uh, and that's based on Linux C R I U Cryo mm -hmm. uh, technology, right? We have uh, GraalVM native images. We have Java 21 and virtual threads. All of these are fairly low-touch things that, if you apply them, they they pair well together. They work well together. Well, except for Cryo. I don't know if you can do that with native images, but everything else you can work. You know, there's a synergy there. Uh, oh, I did it again. Um, all these things work well together. He's asking about, or they're asking about uh, native images, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, what does that look like on on uh, Kubernetes? It's huge. If you can get your application onto GraalVM, onto Spring Boot 3.x, and uh, and GraalVM. Um, yeah, your application takes a lot less in terms of RAM footprint and all that. Mm -hmm. So do we, I don't know about our particular story. How do we meter? Is it by resource, your footprint? Like if you have an app? Uh, not in, I don't, or what? no, I think in, in tap, it's really by, um, cores. Yeah. Yeah. So then, but you know, if you can get your application, so that's at the platform level, right? Mm -hmm. And so you would have that running on, you know, whatever number of clusters you want for your environment, but then, um, you know, 
platform without workloads is without purpose. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, the, the making the apps themselves much more efficient, that's great, not only for like platform, like resource consumption, mm -hmm. but I'm sure like for like spin up time, yeah. scale out time, right? Cause it's just time to first bite exactly. for a new yeah. service. And also if you start sending apps out to the edge, you can't have like heavy footprint apps. No. Yeah. Um, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So Gravium native images are there, but also if you're charging per core, you're also going to probably be interested in uh, the virtual threads. Mm -hmm. Virtual threads mean that I can take the same app that handled X and now maybe I'm doing like 3X mm -hmm. this number of requests or whatever. I'm, don't. There's no official endorsement of any benchmark here. I'm just saying. <laughs> These are fictional yeah, yeah. hypothetical I, bench, I, benchmarks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, the, the, the point is with virtual threads, you can now make better use of your CPUs, right? Um, because it's a shame. I see this all the time. I'm sure you've seen it. Like you, you go to a data center and you, you look at all these machines and it's like, well, I've got, I mean, that's one of the, the miracles of virtual machines is it allows me to more closely densely, Tetris pack, yeah. uh, densely Tetris pack these things. But, uh, but still, like within the JDK itself, it'd be a shame if I had a CPU that's mostly idle and that yeah. happens all the time, right? Now yeah. with the virtual threads, I can keep it hopping. I can keep that thing being used 100% of the time. Like we're all trying to make best use of like, you know, whatever, whatever amount of money we're, we have to spend, right? Yeah, to get yeah. the most out of it. Absolutely. Totally. Um, so I hope that answers that question. I don't know. I, I feel like I yeah. made a point. Let us know if that didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So Tanzu, what's the new and is there anything we should talk about before we kind of wind down or is there any new and novel you want to make sure people are aware of? I mean, we have so much stuff. Going Call to on. actions. We have so much stuff going on in Tanzu. I would say yeah. um, you should pop by the website. Because I think we have like, I think right off the website, we'll have like a what's new, um, which will make it easy to then go and check out all the new stuff in Spring and Tanzu. So is that Tanzu.com what's new or Tanzu? Just go to uh, Tanzu.vmware.com. Yeah. Um, we typically have kind of like a little button or something or a little banner off the homepage. Okay. Let's see. Why Tanzu? Whoa. Yeah. We have such a great, we have a developer portal that I don't think people realize oh, yeah, is that's amazing. Yeah, that's part of TAP. That's, that's part amazing. of, yeah. Based on Backstage, super yeah. popular project right now. Yeah. So dev experience. I'm looking for the mm. what's new. Get started. Yeah, you know what? I don't know where it is then. It, this website's always getting updated. I love, I love our. Maybe on the tell me more right off that. Tell me more? Where is it? Right that? here, right here, right here. Oh, sorry. Okay, here we go. Yeah, there you go. There we go. People can just start there. <laughs> just start there. It's a and everyone knows, you know, Spring IO. Spring I well, Spring One and Spring IO. Are you meant Spring IO? That's in Barcelona. That's, no, Spring .io, oh, the Spring main site. IO. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, Spring .io, of course. And and yeah, I think I hope they know. That's certainly yes. where I tell people to go. But uh, but uh, the Tanzu stuff. I really think people need to like the the the, the Tanzu stuff is really really powerful. We have also a blog, a developer. Or a blog. Yes, is right? That, yeah. Yeah, uh, so we've got a blog off the Tanzu site. And then from here, you can go from the Tanzu website, you can go directly to the um, developer center, Yeah. right? Which has like links to all the awesome stuff that uh, you and your teammates do. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Many, many um, different channels and different discussions and demos and all that goodness. Just as soon as you've caught up with it, something new appears. Absolutely. I've never had developer center zero. It, <laughs> as soon as I finish reading something, something else gets written. Of course. Or uploaded yeah. or YouTube, or whatever. Um, okay, good stuff. Let me see if there are any questions here. I know you're uh, and spring.academy. Spring <gasps> Academy, yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes, sign up free. There's a 
you can sign up for free. Yeah. Yeah. There's also Tanzu Academy. You were telling Tanzu me. Tanzu Academy. Um, and then Cube Academy is still there. Cube yeah. Academy. Q U yeah. B E. E. Yes. Academy. Academy. Yeah. yeah. For Kubernetes. So Tanzu Academy is if you want to learn about the holistic sort of Tanzu story. Spring Academy is if you want to learn about Spring mm -hmm. in particular. Kube Academy is for just Kubernetes and obviously these learn one that'll help you with the other one. You know, they all, you're better for all that. Yep. Um, okay. I really appreciate it. I, I can't believe I kept you away from the, the action. No, it's this all long. good. It's um, really great to sit down and chit chat. So good. Because we've just been running around. Yeah, it has been. People ask me if I had like jet. I'm like, no, no, no. It's just lag. I'm just I'm just exhausted. There's nothing about the jet anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. Just. Oh. I mean, you're always on the road, so you're always in so many different time zones. So I don't know if you can have jet lag. Yeah, it, it hasn't caught up to me yet. I'm yeah. sure if I sat still for a minute, it would. But it's Josh standard time. Yeah, I think oh. that's the thing we're talking about. Yeah. Um. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh! Appreciate thank you for having me. It. And thanks everybody for hanging out. Appreciate it. Uh. You know. Okay. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. A Beautiful Podcast is produced by me, Josh Long. I do these podcasts because I believe that everything we do in software is for and made better by people. I want to hear from you. I'm Josh at joshlong.com by email or at S-T-A-R-B-U-X-M-A-N on Twitter, where, of course, my direct messages are wide open. Do you have guest ideas, topic suggestions, feedback? Don't hesitate to reach out. If you like the show, then please consider rating it on iTunes and leaving a review, uh, as it really helps the show. I sampled music from Steve Combs's Them from Morning and Springtime and Steve Combs's Small Victory, both of which are licensed under a Creative Commons license. I'm trying to hire production assistants to make the production of this podcast easier. I want to make sure that we can add things like show notes and transcripts and, and just generally do more. If you would like to advertise on the show, then please reach out to me. Uh, and if you can't uh, or don't want to advertise but would like to otherwise support the show, then please consider supporting me at patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Josh Long for as low as $4 a month. Thanks again. No harm came to any seasons in the making of this podcast.